You're listening to Lead Time with Dave and Leah Bowden. Audio fuel for young leaders. Welcome to Lead Time Podcast. We are around the Bowden kitchen table with two really special people who we have known since they were... Embryos. 12? <laughs> yeah, 12? I'll say 12, yeah. I'll say 12 uh, years old. We were a little bit older, but they yeah. were about 12. Uh, we're here with Mike and Amy McGlynn, who have travelled, you know, just to record this, all the way yeah. from Liverpool right. to Coventry. We're impressed. We apologise if any of the accents for overseas uh, <laughs> listeners are difficult. These guys have been leading in various guises, even in their such a young life, for many, many years. Uh, Mike is currently the chaplain for Liverpool Hope University. And together with Amy, they've led youth clubs, um, community outreach programmes, dance groups, citywide massive events. Because you're quite known yeah. for your events, aren't you, Mike? That's one of your big skills. Yeah, it, yeah. so when I was at the university, when we started, I was like, hey, what's going on? And people were like, well, you know, not very much. And I was like, oh, right, okay, well, let's do some stuff. Let's mm. put some things on. Um, I like an event. I like an occasion. I like it being fun. I think people, um, you can make memories for people. That's what I pin a lot of stuff on. What are, what are people going to remember? Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot to make it memorable for people. It just takes a bit of sideways thinking, you know. Yeah, just to break people out of the the regular kind of run-of-the-mill stuff that goes on. You, you can just add a little, I don't know, touch of something which makes yeah. it way more memorable and exciting. And you want to create memories for people. I, don't, I think there's too much average stuff out there. You know sure. that, that people just put up with and they just accept. But actually, what I always know from you, Mike, is you don't settle for second best. If you're going, if your name's going to be even remotely associated with it, you want it to be outstanding. You want to, yeah. you know, kind of like under promise but always over deliver in everything you do. It's good. And I know from the events that I've seen you do, they're always excellent in mm. terms of the marketing, the vision, the promotion of them. The running of the events, the yeah. team that you build, the atmosphere mm. you create, and the experience that people have when they're there is always mm. top yeah. class. Mm. Thank you, David. That's, so, kind of... <laughs> so that's nice. a great endorsement. One of the like driving forces behind anything I do or a little ethos is I always God show me um, or help me understand something about DNA and a human we're made of dna yeah. and we're built up so we're like big people walking around but the code of that is in the basis of every individual cell yeah so every cell carries <clears throat> the makeup or the writing to produce the, the big thing yeah. and you can't want something big and not be prepared to implement it on the tiniest level so of good. everything that you do so good because the dna of the tiniest thing will add up to make the big thing right so if you are going for something in particular that you're running for you have to translate the top line messages down onto every tiny Absolutely. detail so i think that's something that i and one try thing, to do yeah one thing you definitely take a lot of time to do is think it through so like, you know, what are the goals? What is the vision? Who do we need to bring in? And it takes time. You kind of have it ticking over in your head all mm. the time, don't you? Chipping away, chipping away at it. And then you stumble kind of into the yeah. solution. Because there's so much you can't control. And there's so many factors that you don't have any say in how well they go down. So I think it's important to know what you can control and then how you can work towards making that as successful as possible mm. so that whatever happens on the night or whatever happens at the actual event or whatever goes on, you know that you've done everything that you can to make it a success 
and for me that's mm. that's the only thing you can do because you can't yeah. put too much emphasis on the outcome because you can't control the outcome mm. like you don't want to manipulate things or mm. people or rent a crowd or whatever like, right that's not success but i think success is did you do everything you want to do did you do it in the right way and then whatever happens happens so i think mm. yeah just yeah those little things so and you're doing another pretty big thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the past 12 months we've been involved in a church plant with an amazing group of people mm. uh yeah it's been it's been absolutely incredible yeah. it's been one of the wildest most amazing things that we've ever done mm. it's something that we've had in our heart yeah, since right. for as long as we can remember yeah um something that we've let go of and thought you know maybe it won't happen or if it did happen maybe it won't be maybe what we thought it was going to be mm. uh, it's been a really long journey to get to the point where 12 months ago this little pin dropped and we were like okay th- this is what we've been waiting for this is what we've been yeah searching for and let's invest we're investors we're all in people we're very different Mm. but we're passionate and we're just we were looking for something to kind of hang our passion on and invest and give Mm. and so yeah we've been involved for just over a year now Mm. in a church plant in Liverpool and it's how's that going uh, uh, just the best it's so fun isn't it yeah Yeah. tiring challenging learning so much but it's, it's a weird um, mixture of feeling like stretched, but completely capable at the same time. Or right. not, maybe not capable um, that we're in the right place. Ready. Yeah, ready. ready. Yeah. So ready. Not, not overwhelmed. Jinx. There's a difference between being stretched and being overwhelmed. And I think we're, mm. we're feeling stretched, mm. but because we're, we're choosing to do it, we mm. don't feel like there's any external pressures or sometimes people can feel compelled to do something, maybe by fear or anxiety or... Mm. you know they don't want to miss an opportunity i don't know it's not a healthy environment but for us we feel that this is yeah strong we um we were both listening to a christine kane preach and i think she may have said it in a few different settings but she talks about the developing in the like your development in in a dark room yes and that process of um god you know thinking god's not doing anything and god's not using me or wanting to push the season that you want to be in and you know we've walked a journey with you guys we've encouraged you all the way but actually it's god who creates the timing and the seasons of our life and as much as we can go do this or why don't you have a go at that actually god has had you in the dark room yeah and he's been developing you and now is the time yeah. for that to be seen and revealed. Yeah. And just as you hold up a Polaroid and it suddenly becomes clearer and you're holding it and you're holding it in your hand and going, what's it going to look like? Like suddenly you're seeing this thing mm. that God has been doing in you for a very long time mm. become clearer. And it's, I know for us, it's so exciting to see you guys mm. in that um, and to watch it continue to develop, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that you guys are involved in now is obviously you're part of a team that is developing and pl- pioneering something new for Liverpool, but it's growing quite quickly, isn't it? You know, it's been, yeah. it's seen a lot of kind of impact. And therefore, as a result, you guys, as part of the leadership team of that, also, there's lots of people who are kind of near enough like seeing you as a bit of an overnight success in some senses you know like you know like where have these guys come from but actually you've been doing what you do for years for years Years, and certainly as long as we've known you yeah yeah um and i think Mm. it is more than 12 years if we really or maybe it is if no when they were 12 since when they were 12 yeah i was gonna say oh yeah 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 we met them when they were 12 so but since we've known you you've always been 
had that those skills developing in you but now mm. it's coming out mm. and everyone's going oh yeah <laughs> you know a bit of it's suddenly become mm. known not a wider setting so it's quite mm. exciting mm. um just before we move into sort of zoning down on one area that we want to talk about with you guys uh, tell us what you've been learning from just mm. the last year of being involved in pioneering something new mm. it's been an amazing like realization of a dream and it's difficult to believe or be I don't know hopeful that it's not going to stop mm-hmm. when when we first were um, considering joining in with what was happening with church and figuring all that out I'd say that's probably one of the rawest times that we've had mm. in our relationship mm. there was a lot of fear and it meant so much to us there was a lot of emotion riding around there mm. and f- for us both individually and then together because I think as part of a couple you would never well I wouldn't want it to be like I'm so convinced on something that you're not and I'm making you come with me I think mm. there's mm. something about we need to find out whether we individually fit into this and then whether we fit in it to, into it together yeah yeah and all of that was a conversation and there were many times when one person in that conversation didn't want to have it so (laughs) it's trying to negotiate all of that together and then also for our family because we're really keen that our kids come on the journey with us Mm. and that we don't shield them from a lot of stuff that's happening Uh, but we also don't drag them around unnecessarily I think it's it's a balance for us and we want our family to be Mm. on a mission together that's mm. something that we've always talked about that we're mm. doing this together and what, yeah. that, what that looks like um, so the, the transition is probably the biggest thing that we've done and learnt a lot through that but then obviously there's lots of other things we've learnt about starting mm. but anyway, I don't know what mm. do you mean? it's interesting sorry Mike yeah. you say that because everything you've said is about the internal stuff that's going on yeah. for, you, for you guys yeah. of the, of as you start something new we have to be aware as leaders that there's a transition that goes on not just practically mm-hmm. and externally but also internally as well yeah. mm-hmm. so, so appreciate your honesty about some of those things to say actually at the start you were quite a little bit shaky a little bit vulnerable yeah and even there was some conflict there a little bit mm-hmm. of chaos mm-hmm. but you've pushed through that mm-hmm. that as the thing starts to develop and grow so you too mm-hmm. start to develop and grow as well mm-hmm. It's just I think like it would be just discerning what we feel God is saying to both of us in that yeah because we always put that wildly above our practical gifts and talents and abilities and even you know before thinking about task it would always be is this correct and right and then everything else was sort of falling on with that mm. yeah and part of that process was processing with us so we talked a heck of a lot <laughs> we're both naturally overthinkers as well so sometimes I find it easy to write something down and then you know pass that to Mike and he can read it or he's a much more thinker on the spot so he kind of like we'd just be sitting around the table talking about church then we'd be like putting the kids to bed talking about church and we're just throwing all everything that we were feeling up in the air yeah. and then also having like you guys to come and mentor us through it as well and being like you know us you know what's good for us you know where we're headed 
does this sound like a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> or saying yes to this. So it's a yeah. balance of you, your own stuff and what your own, your own conviction, because at the end of the day, it's your own conviction, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, one of our, one of our friends um, said to us that, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you decide, whether, you, you know, at that time you think it's right, and then you've got to live with the consequences of that. Right. And that's great. Yep. You know, <laughs> we have the power to make a decision, yeah. follow it through, and yeah. then live with the consequences, yes. good or bad. Yeah, that's right. People can't do it for you. You know, no, 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 we're powerful. You. you know, we're powerful yeah. in that. Um, I think something I've learned is just what a privilege it is to be part of a team and part of something new, and how people's talents. Kind of come out of the woodwork um as you kind of at the start of something you're just all of your team are all in because there's so many jobs and schedules and things to cover but then out of that people's giftings really start to shine through and i really appreciate members on our team who have completely different talents to me and i'm like great go for it yeah just run with that and yeah. i'm happy to champion you and encourage you but it's just you know it's not something that I'm great at yeah and the same for me like I'm I'm like a talker I'm a people connector I'm a let me in a room with awkward people and I thrive like that's so where true I, that's where, where I so like well to be <laughs> take a few years yeah um yeah so I just I love being yeah just to be able to chat to people make them feel at home make them feel settled and I've only I've done that in my living room but now I'm able to do that on a larger scale and help other people be part of that team and, and kind of, yeah, replicate that, I guess, and help help people. So it. good, it's so great. It. Okay, so tell us, give us a bit of insight then. How do you start something from nothing and to something? Mm. So, you know, building something from scratch. Tell us a bit about that journey. Yeah. I think having a clear purpose is just so empowering, really. Um, we have definitely taken steps forward in terms as as a family because we felt like everything we're doing has a very strong purpose behind it and it makes the getting up early and staying up late and all of that easier because you know this is what we're building towards this is what we're running for Mm. you know this is what we're dreaming of and let's just do it let's just get on with it and Yeah. yeah I think that's something that's really blessed me and keeping it simple as well like I can, I can, I can do this because I've got clear boundaries of, of what it is. So have a clear purpose. Mm. Keep it simple. Mm. Keep boundaries and in place, and then do it. <laughs> That's great. What else, Mike? How do you start something from scratch? Um, I think in a few different areas where I've been involved in starting things, you have to look at the context that you're in because nothing is ever created in a void. Everything has a context. And often the biggest ideas and the largest thoughts, they will never start big or like grand. I think things have to start small. There's something beautiful in the image of the seed and the fact that Jesus says that a seed has to be buried and die before it can grow. And often the biggest thing does start with a, a, a small seed. Yeah. And you have to begin, like you have to land something, a stake has to be put in the ground somewhere. Like even if you want to build a tall tower, you have to dig 
a hole to put the foundations in and that's you know a spade or a digger or whatever yeah. like the small the small actions are often in my experience the most nerve-wracking because mm. you're surrendering the end goal for the first step and that's a process that you have to trust that um, you're embarking or starting something that you have the commitment and vision to fulfill and ultimately for us we would say that that's because we're listening to the Holy Spirit and we're hearing God right. and God is saying this is what you're going to do next and that we would trust that God would be faithful to provide and fulfill everything because we you can't figure everything out before you begin no way. and um, like an aeroplane when it comes into land and maybe the runway is a bit um, busy they go into a holding pattern yeah. and I think a lot of us go into a holding pattern where we're circling around something that we kind of know is where we want to be but we don't quite land because we're not sure which runway to land on or which terminal's the right terminal That's good. and we circle and we continue to circle until the plane runs out of fuel and then it crashes and <laughs> dreams die yeah. ultimately there has to be a landing that takes place of all of these ideas but for me the like your dreams are safe when they're just dreams because you can never fail in in your imagination you right. always succeed in your imagination yeah. and you always succeed in your uh, dreams and your longings and your desires no one longs to fail uh, people only fail when they try something so the fear of trying something or mm. y- you actually have to surrender your dream in order to, to start so there's this whole exchange that goes on of my imaginary goal to become reality there's this death almost right and that's what jesus is saying the seed has to go into the ground yeah it has to be covered up it has to go you have to let go of it you don't hold it anymore and then it grows and mm. you know you don't know what's going to come out you don't know what it's going to look like but you then started something so then you have to be faithful and committed to tend whatever pops up out the soil and so, so once you've started something uh-huh. give us some practical steps that people should be doing in those early days of a new vision or a new idea or whether it's a new church plant or a new project mm-hmm. or anything that they're involved in what yeah. should they be thinking about in that yeah. beginning season yeah. i think feedback is incredible so when you start something you don't have to get it right first time you don't have to get it right second time or third time the, the only thing that you don't want to do is not know you're making mistakes right i think that's one of the biggest errors is it's not working but you're like no one day they'll see and you just plow through because you think you're right and if you're trying to reach people specifically like what are the people saying that you're trying to reach is their feedback from them and being brave enough to hear feedback i think is an essential part of learning that's really helpful that's really good Mm -hmm. and i think uh, as well on that is then like being willing to change early on because i know that Mm -hmm. like we have this big dream or vision sometimes and then we make a plan mm. and we can be quite precious about that plan that we've made because yeah. some people are amazing at the 10 step pro- program yeah uh, but if step two isn't working mm. pretty early on you've got to change haven't you yeah. so there must be an element of flexibility that mm. has to be in right from the start of being almost being less precious about our own processes and plans yeah for the sake of that bigger vision yeah this uh, a little phrase um, someone said to me the other day. It's amazing what you can achieve if you don't care who gets the credit. Right. And I think that's something else that yeah. often drives a lot of people is I've had the idea. This is my idea, and therefore I have to be personally responsible right. for its success. Yeah. And if anything's going to be and accredited for it, and 
getting the glory for it but actually I think there's so much more that can be achieved through collaboration and partnership teamwork and you don't get the credit all the time in teamwork mm-hmm. and you shouldn't because if it's a team there should be this give and take of uh, gifting just as Amy said before one of the okay. one of the gifts that we found is you don't have to find superstars you just have to find a lot of people willing to that's help that's right yeah and um yeah i think that's an important lesson yeah. that we can achieve so much if everybody's contributing mm. rather than you know looking for all-rounders that can kind of shoulder the whole thing that's more yeah. glamorous and you can probably make a movie out of that but it's, <laughs> it, it's not it's not gonna yeah you know well you'd be lucky i think if you get that yeah it's great and what do you think amy has been some of the steps where you've tried stuff and you thought, oh gosh, that didn't work. We've got to change it quick. What's been some of the clangers that you fought on this last year's journey of planting church? It's a good question. I'm not sure we've had that many bad moments, actually. Maybe the portable toilets are alive. <laughs> <laughs> They're never well, a good idea, are they? Big set cleaning the products, so. <laughs> though. Yes. I think it's just being adaptable you know you kind of come with a a box of tricks of like five ways that this event could go and then four of them probably won't happen to have that fifth one ready mm-hmm. you definitely learn that <laughs> yeah have a backup you know, or have a backup for the backup and the backup yeah. is like crazy yeah i think I s- something that you can task because tasks are so demanding and they don't go away and there's always something more to do. There's always uh, another thing that you can push. They can take all of your time and attention. And it, the balance is, don't forget about the people who are doing the tasks mm-hmm. or the people that are involved in the process because people are always more important than task. Yeah, I was going to say about trusting people and you have to build that trust, especially if it's something new with a new set of people. Initially, it's always like dating, isn't it? You have that kind of flair and like, this is fun, we get on with each other. Yeah. But then it's like, we're building something and it's going to be long lasting. Yeah. So let's really get to know each other and be friends and have a connection outside of this is our routine, this is our task list. You know, let's be friends. So I think what we've learned as leaders is that you do need to have fun, you do need to have that time to unwind together because there's such an intensity sometimes in what you're doing you also need that connect that social connection to build the trust definitely and to pray together we've had really special times when the kind of leadership that's around us and above us has you know laid hands on us prayed for us and yeah it's so really good. blessed us and just lifted the burden of things you know that you carry as a leader that's helpful anything else you want to tell us on um like building stuff from scratch i mean mike you are known i've been quite complimentary to you tonight haven't i but you are you are are known for being a master team builder is that a fair assessment like any you know quick fire tips of building team from scratch great question value people yeah people i think people are of value you have to be able to see the gold in everybody. There should be room on your team for anyone. I think if you can't find room on a team for someone, I think that the problem is with you and not with them. Because I think people have gifts, people have things that they can contribute. And if it's not obvious, um, then there's little processes that you can go to help people find out what they're good at and finding a place for them to be good 
in, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, communication, I think that's key in everything. Mm. How you talk to people, how you talk about things, how you include people in conversations. If you're introducing ideas to people, how you do that, I think... You Tell your thing about talk to them and then talk to the group. Yeah, so That's if, really helpful. I think if you're trying to go somewhere and if you're trying to, to do something, I'd never pitch an idea cold to a group of people. I think you want to be talking to people about it before you kind of get to any meetings about things. You need to get people on board with where we're going. It needs to be a we. It can't be an I and right. here's what I'm doing. So you bounce ideas off people. You form things through one-on-one -on -one conversations you take feedback from stuff and then when you pitch things to a group people feel oh yeah like i've been it's involved in that respect. yeah and, and pe people are more on board with something in university in the student world people want to feel included and they mm. want to feel involved i think those words are incredibly important and people know when it's fake they know when they're being used for something mm. and in pretty much every event I've done, the team that's led it with me has been the most valuable take home I in bet. the event itself. Yeah. And you're building team, you're building people's uh, bigger picture, stretching their skills, believing in people. And we, we've got a team in uni that do social media and photography. And it's been an amazing like ride with those guys because they have been given opportunities that maybe they didn't think they were good enough for or that they've been learning. And I get to teach them how to receive feedback, which sounds strange, like, yeah. No, it's important. You, yeah. you show people some, like, critiques or some comments, and it can really hurt people if they yeah. don't know how to receive feedback. So getting the privilege of helping people learn how to be involved in something healthy, uh, I think is important. but. The more involved people are in an event, the, the more successful it will be. Mm. Um, Very helpful. Yeah. It is. And I think the whole thing about feedback is interesting because different personalities hear feedback in different ways. Mm. So, um, and even just, you know, big picture, understanding of things like the Enneagram, different. Mm. So, uh, um, mm. some people would hear it as conflict. Mm -hmm. So, they hear you know someone personal. yeah personal yeah. hear it as conflict therefore yeah. want to back away from it whereas other people like you mike yeah. are saying hey bring it on yeah. i want to hear what you've got to say and i think actually helping people see that in a healthy way mm. as as a wider team is yeah. just brilliant for development because we do need to hear what you know how are people experiencing this thing that I am putting on or producing mm. or building. Yeah. Um, I think that's helpful and that's yeah. great. So, okay, so we're coming into land. Yeah, final we're not, question. We're not gonna yeah. circle the landway, no. we're at the, at the uh, landing phase. No, no <laughs> Straight in. Uh, what would be your advice to young leaders? Because Lead Time Podcast really is about empowering the next generation of leaders mm. or those who are Absolutely. on the ground doing stuff now. Um, what would you tell them? Or what are you telling them? Yeah. Do you want me to go while you think? No, I might go and then you can finish. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> a banger. With a banger. Mike's gonna I finish with a banger. Keep passionate and whatever fuels that passion like continue to feed yourself with that. So whether it's listening to an awesome podcast like this, yes. you know, to, to keep that passion stoked, you know, you have to feed a fire, don't you? And God's mm. put fire in our bellies to to run with things and pioneer things and as a pioneer 
you have to you have to have that energy you have to feed yourself you know um so definitely getting you know that good teaching and resources and whatnot but then I think the biggest thing that's helped me is mentors and I'm looking back at you too <laughs> you have to have someone who cares about you and not what not what you do they you know they recognize your talents they recognize your giftings and your heart but they see you and they treasure you as the person that you are and you know ask God if you don't have that person in your life now ask God for them because he is more than able to do that um and I've asked for encouragers as well to be around us as a couple and where there's been a season where we felt like dry and feeling like who's who's got our back here yeah I've asked God I need an encourager and yeah I've met them I've met them in a park and now they're a lifelong friend you know because that wasn't us by the way no it wasn't (laughs) we met you in a tent (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you have to have you have to have that Mm. that feeding of the fire that that mentor who's gonna spur you on I went through a time when I didn't have a job and that was a really tough period and I was asking God like what should I do and what should like what should I be applying for and all questions about what should I do and he said let's not focus on that let's focus on who you are Mm. because there will be seasons when you're doing things and seasons when you're not doing things but you will always be you Mm -hmm. and we can control us in every environment so investing in yourself finding out who you are finding out your connection with God developing yourself is always more important than developing Mm. like task-based skills because you'll go through seasons of doing all kinds of things especially now when people change jobs constantly Uh, yeah yeah. there's lots of retraining but you will always be you so I think if you keep finding problems everywhere you go you might need to look inside yeah Yeah, you're the problem you might be the problem that's true Um, so don't ever um, skip out the process of developing yourself mm, and yeah, developing it. Bill, Bill Johnson calls it a history with God, and I think that's so important. Mm. Like, what's your history with God like? Do you have a history of seeking God, praying, hearing God's voice, acting on it, mm. feeding back on that? Like, is that what you've got inside of you? Because if you've got a confidence in your walk with God, then I think that will carry through everything. Mm. So yeah. excited about your future and the legacy that you're going to leave behind Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, Leah, if, if people want to, um, you know, like find out more about Lead Time Podcast, what the, what can they do or what can they do to they help They can go over this? to Facebook or yeah. Instagram, Lead Time Podcast. Uh, what is really helpful is if you go over to iTunes, leave us a review, uh, click on five stars. That's what we want. We're all in the five stars. We're not interested in four star no, reviews. Keep five that to stars. yourself. And Feedback. that is just not for us. You know, it doesn't just encourage us, but it actually helps other people find us. So yes. please go over, tell us uh, how wonderful this couple are and how much you enjoyed this podcast and uh, click on their stars. And if you've got any young leaders in your life, please tag them into the posts yep. that you send see on it social to them. media. Absolutely. Send them a link for the podcast. Let's get this out a little bit further and wider than we have done before. Yes. And let's keep bringing audio fuel for young leaders. I, I like that. If people want to reach out to you guys, where can they find you on the internets? <laughs> Michael's always on Instagram, so you'll find him on there. Yeah, Michael <laughs> McGlynn on Instagram, but you don't need to message me if you don't want to <laughs> I don't mind. they might do <laughs> they might do you can if you want to just Amy's Michael pri- McGlynn. Private, so don't worry about it okay so you can you can follow Mike yeah <laughs>